1: We've gone the long haul, we're into season three.
0: It's a toddler, so it's a little cranky, a little ornery, unpredictable. We might surprise mm-hmm. people with what we've got coming in season three.
1: Are they still teething when they're three? Do they? When, when do they stop biting you and start saying funny things?
0: Um, I'd say that's three, that's what we're in right oh, now. They okay, also say great. a lot of undesirable things. So. Oh,
1: season three, now more awkward and funnier.
0: Maybe it just is gonna be, require more editing. <laughs> Which is what I should probably be doing right now.
1: (laughs) Season three, now more edited.
0: (laughs) All right, Joey, um, let's just jump in. So why don't you, we always start our episodes with a quick review or overview of what you covered in your sermon that you just preached. Give us an overview of um, your introduction Mm -hmm. to the book of Galatians, kicking off our study of like a long 18 week study of the book of Galatians. Um, What did you teach on and what did you want us to walk away with?
1: Yeah, so this week was the introduction both to the book and to the first uh, few verses of of the book, right? So um, this is a letter that Paul is writing to the churches in southern Galatia right after he just finished his first missionary journey to get there and plant these churches. And he's like, you guys are walking away from the gospel. Hold on, I need to explain some stuff. Now, there's a whole lot of historical stuff that comes into that that I'm going to talk about more in in this coming Sunday sermon. But basically... I wanted to spend this week introducing the book and the whole series um, just by explaining the gospel because Paul covers what he believes the gospel is in chapter one, verses three, four, and five. So I wanted to um, set that context and have the gospel in the background of our thinking for the rest of it. When I mean, the gospel is just that, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah. He's God's son his death and resurrection rescues us. Uh, From our alienation from God and rescues us, you know, not just from that, but also into a restored relationship with God as a child in his family, a citizen in his kingdom, uh, you know, with this golden that we learn to live a Messiah shaped love for the sake of calling the people in the communities around us to find the same life in him. Like that's the gospel. Or as I said on Sunday, the gospel is Jesus has come to rescue you but there's a big story that that's part of. So try to put that story in context so we understand it a little more clearly.
0: Sure, so what would you say to the person who's uh, listening to your sermon, sitting in service and they're just thinking, "Oh." i know this already like i've heard the gospel i know the gospel i've known it for years Mm -hmm. Um, but really we should never be tired of hearing this good news so what did you personally get out of this sermon whether whether through preparation or through preaching that you needed to hear again and what would you say to somebody who maybe felt like they should tune out you know at that first Mm -hmm. within the first few minutes
1: yeah well a couple things come to mind one is if somebody is like uh the gospel another message on the gospel i would say like dude, maybe check your heart a little bit. Like the gospel isn't the front door to the Christian house. Like once you go through it, then you get to learn the really important stuff and like how to live in this house. Like it is the whole house. I mean, it is everything. Um, And all of the Christian life is applying the gospel more consistently and, and more uh, deeply to different areas of our lives. So if you're like, ah, the gospel, I've heard that, right. I believe it already. I'm fine then I would say like, Hey, I don't think you really believe it or understand it. At least you don't maybe understand what you believe because it should be continuing to seek deeper, sink deeper and deeper into your life. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I think this week, the thing that really got me was as I was putting the gospel message into its full like Jewish biblical storyline and talking about heaven coming back down and meeting earth and realizing like, Oh, that's what happens in us when the spirit of God indwells us, like we are, beacons of where heaven and earth have begun to come back together the way god intended in the first place um that's what breaks the power of sin and death in our lives is that uh, we've been cleansed by jesus and the spirit indwells us and we are little tabernacles um of (laughs) of heaven and earth rejoined little temples
0: for better for worse i mean we can can also do that really poorly
1: Yeah, Yeah, right. And it puts so many other things that Paul says in bigger context of like, don't grieve the spirit that's in you or like you all are temples of the Holy Spirit, you know, things like that, that he says in other letters. So yeah, that was a, that, that has stuck with me since Sunday.
0: Mm -hmm. awesome thanks for sharing so um because this podcast is called cut for time do you have anything that you needed to cut for time or maybe forgot to include in your sermon this week
1: yeah well i mean i did go 12 minutes long because it was a communion sunday and but it's like it's the gospel i mean i'm gonna get excited about it and go go long so um but i did you know i was thinking about Application at the end of the sermon when I talked about the dangers that we face in abandon the ways we can abandon the gospel, you know, by focusing so much on the very center of the message the cross that we neglect that bigger storyline in it and we're just all about only about getting people saved and not calling them into the life that God desires for them the life of you know kingdom meeting the kingdom of heaven meeting earth, or the flip side of it, where we focus so much on calling people into the life you know, where kingdom and uh, the kingdom of heaven and earth come together that we create sort of our own version of that life without any of the transforming power of the gospel. So, I was early on in sermon prep, I'd thought of a way to illustrate it, and then I forgot because I didn't write it down, and then I remembered it again just as I was getting up at the very end of the second service on Sunday. When we first moved into this house, our neighbors across the street, um, like a week or two, we'd lived here, they were doing a garage sale. And we wandered over like, "Hey, what's the garage sale? They were setting up for a garage sale. It hadn't started yet. You know, what's this about? And it's like, well, our neighbor, her dad had died and they were selling things to try to raise money to pay for the funeral. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, you know, having to do a garage sale to pay for your dad's funeral, that's hard enough as it is. And I was like, well, let me help. You know, what can I do? I can move heavy things, whatever. Uh, so we were helping for a bit. And then they said, like, why are you helping? And, like, I panicked in a moment. Um, like, how do you answer that question? Right? The, uh, I could have said, well, because you guys need to know the gospel. And so I'm here trying to earn your trust so I can tell you about Jesus. And that probably wouldn't have gone over very well. Um, What I actually said was, well, this is like what neighbors do, right? I was like, okay, well, that's too much emphasis on the other side of like building the right type of world, but without the transforming power of the gospel. What I should have said was something more along the lines of like, I don't know what it's like to go through what you're going through, but I know if Jesus were here, he would be in it with you, helping you however he could. And since he's not here, I am. Right. And just left it at that. And and that would be the more, you know, both the center and the story instead of just one or the other.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you added that illustration. And I'm glad yeah. that you answered that question on the podcast. Yeah.
1: Can we edit that illustration back into the sermon from Sunday? Yes. Yeah, you can just worried. preach it
0: again this Sunday. Yeah, there you go. We'll just uh, keep preaching
1: it until we do it. Yeah.
0: Um, All right, so Joey, we're going to be studying the Book of Galatians for quite a while. It's going to be an 18-week study. We'll take a break for Advent. So we've been, of course, encouraging people to buy those sermon journals because, um, hey, it's like a just a practical way to keep your notes all in one place. But it's a long study. And what do you hope our church walks away with at the end of it? Um, What do you want the long-lasting impression to be?
1: Mm Yeah, so, you know, when We spent some time on Sunday talking about how the gospel is good news. Good news that saves us. Good news that releases us from some sort of um, bondage or death or homelessness or addiction or, you know, we use all sorts of metaphors to talk about it. And as we were uh, kind of deciding what we wanted to preach about, we're thinking there are so many good news messages out there. Like, hey, if you just follow this belief system, that will save you. If you just uh, follow this idea, follow this person, follow this whatever, like that will save you. That'll be the thing that gives your life meaning. We, we all go look for different good news stories uh, or good news messages. And I was like, yeah, but the best good news message is right here in Galatians. And since the whole uh, letter is Paul writing to a church saying, here's the good news, and here's how it works out in your unique circumstance. It's like, well, there's probably nothing better for us to study than to say, you know, study this and say, like, here's the good news. Here's how it works out in our lives today.
0: Mm -hmm. So why did we need to hear that message? Now? Why are we studying Galatians now at this time? Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I know that you guys plan your series out pretty far in advance. And this Mm -hmm. was one that maybe was actually not planned as far out as in advance as they usually are. What, what about Galatians was something that our church needed?
1: Yeah, well, because so much of Galatians is about how Living the good news transforms yourself and the community that you're part of. You know, Paul talks later in the letter about laboring until the Messiah is formed in us, until we are formed like Jesus. You know, it was occurring to us in the last couple of weeks, as we talked about the last 18 months of pandemic season, that we all, the whole world, but especially us Americans have just gone through 18 months. We're still going through 18 months of intense discipleship towards a self-centered lifestyle. at at like threat of physical death, or at least sickness, we are being told, watch out for number one, keep yourself safe, keep the people you care about safe. Like the most important thing in our lives right now is that we are safe and comfortable. And after 18 months of being told daily to make every decision based on that one criteria, it just, it occurred to us that maybe we need a bit bigger of a vision for our lives, than stay safe and stay comfortable sure. um, not that that's wrong like right now I'm not telling people to go do risky things or anything like that but our hearts are now naturally bent towards what serves me what keeps me safe and we need to we need to push on that a little bit
0: Great. Well, thanks so much for giving us that background. And I'm excited to see what is in store for us and for our church in the next 18, 18 weeks. And so um, give us one final thing that you'd like to leave us with um, for, in preparation for what you're teaching on next week. What could we be thinking about or what would you encourage us you know, to mm. read or ponder or pray about?
1: Uh, I would say, so if you're listening to this before this coming weekend sermon... Think about how you would follow Jesus out loud in a world where uh, everything you do has religious meaning. Absolutely everything you do from the road that you drive on to the names of the days of the week to the language that you use to talk about the people in charge and the things you do in your free time. When everything has religious significance or is attributed to some God or deity, how would you feel trying to live out a faith that said none of that is true the only thing that is true is a crucified jewish messiah from a country three countries over Hmm. and that'll help uh help put us in the mindset of what these guys that uh, these men and women and children that paul's writing to are, are experiencing
0: yeah. I mean, and of course it'd be way too easy to be like, oh, those people in Galatia, like,
1: oh my gosh, silly guys, are just, yeah.
0: yeah, they're walking away. They don't even know yeah. what they're talking about. But yeah, exactly. put us in their shoes. That's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'd say if you think the circumcision question that comes up is easy, um, we got some historical imagination to do. Historical imagining to put ourselves back in their shoes.
0: Okay. Super. Should be fun. Awesome. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate it.
1: We'll yeah. You. Thank we'll you. you. This is great. Season three. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.